Ladies and gentlemen, stand cheer for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and Scott, the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matt. How are you, mate? Good, good. Oh, doing okay, doing okay with the lockdown yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Luckily, I'm still working, I guess, and, you know, keeping life as normal as possible, I guess, during the lockdown. So I hope everyone as well in they're, Sydney and Queensland as well now, that during lockdown, that they're doing WLA okay. WLA and I think Victoria's coming out of it. <laughs> and I think South Australia, the only one's not impacted. But anyway... Um, um, Let's roll on. We're all living it, so we might as well not. Uh, I was to say, bum not to make, uh, not to be able to go to the game this weekend. Yeah, well, that's a topic of conversation, and we might as well start that. Uh, no crowds this weekend in the NRL um, uh, due to the COVID. Well, it's, it's in Sydney. Sydney, sorry, the yeah. due to the COVID, but I well, couldn't imagine anything in Queensland. Is there any games actually in Queensland? Yeah, the Brisbane play. So surely there got to be no crowds there too. No. Well, last I heard, it was all normal. Okay, uh, no crowds in Sydney this weekend due to the COVID-19 outbreak of well, the, de- the Delta virus, apparently much more contagious, uh, apparently much worse for everyone. Don't know, I'll leave that to the experts to tell us what it is. Um, unfortunately, I made a promise that I will not miss a game. So when Gladys dropped these announcements, I said for essential travel, surely going to Benquist Stadium on Saturday <laughs> at 3 o'clock was essential travel. Apparently it's not. But anyway... No tra- uh, thing. Uh, so there's no crowds this week. So we played in front of a locked, um, locked doors. A lot of uh, ga- a lot of games this week, and it looks like you know we're on a run of home games where majority of our membership f- fees are being paid for. It looks like we won't be getting any of it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible luck, isn't it? Terrible mm. luck. But yeah, well, I'm gonna roll on. I actually want to talk about this one because we don't win often. So people who listen to the podcast know we're passionate uh, New South Welshmen. Uh, and they got a massive win on Sunday night against Queensland, holding them to nil. That was my favourite part of the game was that Queensland didn't score a point. Uh, 26 nil. Series wrapped up. Uh, done in two games. Bang, bang. New South Wales have got mm. the trophy back, the shield. Um, with another game to be played to be confirmed, I'm going to say, because it's not looking likely it will be at Stadium Australia at this time. Um, but, yeah, how good's that? We don't get to celebrate wins often this year, so I thought we could celebrate a cheeky win. Yeah, it was a good display, uh, both games. We're at 76 to 6, both games combined. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think the most impressive thing from the team's point of view was the zero points. It's all the way they celebrated uh, saving that last try, Brian mm. Tottle. Um, making a tackle in those dying minutes there. Um, and also to win, uh, to wrap it up 2 0 after two games in Queensland. Incredible effort. Like, it is, it is. We'll move on. Nick Meany to depart uh, the Bulldogs at season end and join uh, the Melbourne Storm on a two year deal. Uh, so he was very excited to be heading to Melbourne with his uh, young, well, soon to be young family uh, coming. Very sad one. It was one of those ones, well, speaking personally. You know, he's done nothing really wrong. Like, you know, he's plays well each week. Um, it's a so bit bittersweet, though, isn't yeah. it? Because, like, it's really upsetting to see him go, but it's kind of nice that he's going to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the AC value in him, and he's going to continue on in the NRL and probably turn into the next Nico Hines down there. Um, so 
from uh, Nick Meany's point of view, I'm wrapped for him. Uh, sad to see him leave the Bulldogs. Mm, I talked myself into why he would stay, then you know why he would leave, and why mm. he would leave is all about career progression and being the next big thing. Um, you know, even if he's playing off the interchange bench or on the wing, not too sure how Melbourne are going to use him as yet. But you know, guaranteed almost finals. You can always put him in the well, top that's, four. That's how they'll use him. They'll use him in the wing on the centre. They'll as a backup fullback as well. Yeah. So. Um, you know, happy for someone like that. He deserves, well, in my opinion, he's a great guy. He's always been great at members' days. Uh, you know, he plays in a very fair spirit. He, I like the way he plays the game of football. He tries his heart out. He plays above his weight. Um, so for him, you can almost bank at the Melbourne Summer making the top four next year already before we even finish off this season. So he'll be there in the finals, which he deserves. Um, so it's almost nice to see him. Almost put money on a big in next year's grand final. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm glad he'll get into that situation. He deserves it. But in saying that, I was kind of hoping maybe the young family might have pulled him to stay in Sydney before his family missed the files. But oh well. Uh, we wish him all the best. But well, he's, he's originally gonna... from Newcastle, so maybe that's not as big of a pulling factor as we might have hoped it was. Yeah, I was hoping a three-hour drive was better except a flight than a three-hour drive might have <laughs> to go. I don't know. But anyway, wish him the best at Melbourne. And, um, you know, he's still got a, a bit of uh, bit of business to finish off before he becomes officially a Melbourne player. We'll use we'll go from that to Sean Johnson signing with the Warriors. I know that's an interesting one because it's not a Warriors podcast or a Sharks podcast. <laughs> but with all the speculation of uh, Sean Johnson, with, uh, according to James Hooper, I think one of your favourite journalists. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Me and Hoops go back. Go way back. <laughs> uh, look, it's one, one of those interesting... It's one of those interesting ones, though, isn't it? Um, I've never actually... When you hear about players joining the Bulldogs, I don't know about you, Scott, but I sort of try to picture it. And I could never really picture Sean Johnson coming to the Bulldogs or wearing a Bulldogs jersey. So I never really... I don't feel a loss because I never really thought he was going to come anyway. So it's good to see him go back to where it all began, um, reunite with the Warriors. Hopefully he can lead them on to some success. It was really good for the Warriors from a wider rugby league point of view to have someone marketable like him after losing Roger Tuvasashek to uh, rugby union for next year. Yeah, I actually like that. I don't know. It's one of those things where he's been playing Cronulla, what, for two, three seasons now, uh, Sean Johnson? Um, still kind of looks a bit bizarre to me in the Sharks jersey. Like, he's just a warrior. He's played and, some good football, though. Yeah, he's played. At the end of last year as well, I feel like he's almost playing career best football. Yeah, he's playing a, a much more, like, well, you can go... try assists and the way he has his involvement. It's not very yeah. much running. His previous, his previous career best form was the sidestep, the... 100-meter runs down the field and all that sort of thing, which is always fun to watch and great to watch. But that's not really what a halfback does, if you know what I mean. No, I get you. It's good to see what he's he's been doing recently. He's changed his game. So he's still got a bit of a sidestep, which is good. He should never lose it, as Benji has never really completely lost it. But it's good to see him morph into a bit of an organizer now. Yeah, I agree. And it looks it's all right in the world now, Sean Johnson and the Warriors jersey. I think that's what looks right to me. Um, I still, like I said, I just don't feel... Like it, the Sharks, still, even though he's been there for a little bit now, it just feels like it's all right in the world that that's where he belongs. And I like Sean Johnson. I love Sean Johnson. But I feel like I love him more at the Warriors, funny enough, than 
You know what I mean? Um, we'll go to some injury news before we get to the uh, the big topic. Um, Nick Kotrick suffered an injury at training, so not uh, bad enough that he uh, couldn't finish off the game against uh, Parramatta with a head knock. Suffered a turf toe injury. Um, fortunately, there's not too much news on it yet um, in the sense that uh, with the Bulldogs are yet to find out if he does require surgery. Um, Kieran Foran had it a couple of years ago. I think the most recent Bulldog player to have it, and it can be a, a lengthy period on the sidelines, depending if surgery is required. So we don't know any time frame just yet, but you would imagine that best would be a couple of weeks at least. It's an interesting one, isn't it? When turf toe comes up on the casualty board, you don't really know what to make it. But the simplest definition of turf toe is that it is a sprain of the main joint of the big toe. Yeah. So there a... you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank um, you for that. But you're quite painful. Corey Allen. Sorry, you go. No, yeah, I was going to say quite painful injury. Yeah, and Corey Allen um, comes back from injury as well. So probably not um, as good as Nick Kotrick, but it's good to, to have that quality come back to the team at this time. Yeah. While you talk about Nick Kotrick, there's a host of changes which we're going to look into later in the show, including three debutons and... Some yeah. of you guys might need to um, do I some, believe, well, I do some research. Gonna, I believe you're going to read out the team list this week too. No, it's actually you. Like every week, <laughs> we're traditionally keeping it to you, um, which requires a lot of research, but it's good to see. But we'll chat more about it when we uh, preview the uh, Bulldogs and Manly game very, very shortly on the podcast. Yep. Uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh, uh, the man, uh, I suppose the forgotten man in the NRL world, not at the Bulldogs, uh, about two weeks off, they reckon. He's got to do two weeks of training. He's already at full contact and everything. Uh, two weeks off, I would imagine that means he'll return via the Mounties. But you never know the way some of the players have been unavailable. This He might return straight back in the starting <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say it would be a great uh, inclusion to the Mounties squad. But I just remembered last year where he came back into the NRL team after us completely writing him off. So who knows? Yeah, he did. He What do you mean? Did he play like... Did he come straight back? Yeah, he came straight back in. I think he played one game, did he? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's right, because we were like, no chance he'll play. He'll be, you know, playing reserves until next year. But then he, you know, came into the NRL, played a few games, and looked good and good in the NRL. And now, the, uh, I suppose, the bigger news of the week, uh, the five players that, uh, caught in a COVID breach in a Bondi pub. Um, when I saw this news actually break on... I, was it Thursday? This yeah, like last week, I saw it. And I while I was driving to work, I just quickly looked and said the thing, and I was like, "Ha, oh, guys, I can't be Canterbury, can it?" And then went to work and then actually read the story while I was in work, and there you have it, Dylan Napa's face on the NRL dot com. Uh, he was one of the five. So you got Dylan Napa, Brendan Wake, and Corey Waddell, Sione Katoa, and Aaron Shop. Uh, been at a Bondi pub where there was a couple of COVID cases. A couple of people tested positive to COVID. Yeah, apparently it's, a, that night. It's, come, it's recently come out uh, today, in fact, that it's a couple of pubs, uh, the Royal Oak and a Bondi venue. Uh, and also the Bulldogs have, breaking news today, or tonight, yeah. is that the Bulldogs have put their hands up and said that it was the club's fault, not the players' fault. Uh, they did tell the players that they were into level one uh, COVID protocol, but didn't actually explain what that meant for the players. Okay, that's interesting. And because it's... of that, the dogs have hit a... The club has been fined $50,000 plus each individual player there. 
getting a fine in uh, context to the size of their salary and the uh, problematic breaches that they've caused. Mm, so that's done up a 5,000. Brent Awaken, 1,750. Corey Waddell, 1,550. Sienna Cattell, 1,250. And Aaron Shock, $250. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't specifically see the, cl- the club. That's disappointing because that's five players that are not available for selection Yeah, for 14 days. Particularly the uh, situation that we're in. We're, we've said it before. We're in a position where we need everything to go right for our team to win games. Mm. It's well, not. <laughs> um, look, really disappointing. Uh, give some young kids an opportunity this week. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, I mean... We've, I don't know where to start with this. Barrett must be banging his head against the wall. Uh, fans are banging their heads against the walls. Um, and then you've got the situation where the club has let the players down. They've said it themselves. Um, not explaining fully what level one protocol means. And then you've got... Um, and this is not the first time the club's probably mishandled situations this year. We've spoken about it previously on the podcast. We won't go back into them, but... I was just thinking of the Terry really Lamb one last year, the COVID breach last year of Terry Lamb, not in the bubble, and him watching them train, and then high-fiving players. And yeah, I was thinking talking some other I was talking about things that are not COVID-related, but yeah, fair enough. there's been issues this year as well from a football department point of view um, that is quite disappointing. So my understanding was that the, when they were there, they were allowed to... Dine these players, but not in that city council because that's where all the COVID cases were coming from. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to check what level one protocol was again. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that they weren't allowed to. I'm not sure. They weren't allowed to sit or they weren't allowed to be there for a long period of time. Allowed yeah, to pick up food or something. I mean, my understanding yeah. was they were saying the interim place to avoid that. Bondi area and that city council, which yeah. I'm not 100% sure what it is, and they can go everywhere. They can go as far as west or south or north, wherever they wanted to go, they'll find at that period of time, not now. It's completely changed on them now. It's a stage level four, sorry, where the players pretty much have no social life and just train, get the essentials as petrol and shops, stuff like that. So you're the same, the club let them down, um, which is interesting because the interesting thing is the reason why they caught the three originally. Uh, breaking the thing is because three of them checked in via the COVID app or the service New South Wales and the other two didn't and they were bringing up the point that the other two know that they shouldn't have been there and try to hide the fact and guessing the other two without Nate well I mean we've got the five was Control that question was asked but given the fact that the clubs come out themselves and put their hands up and said that you know told the integrity unit that players weren't explained properly what the situation was I don't think you can turn out all the players. No, that's it's that's fair. And I mean, I was ready and prepared to break that to me to start having a dig at some of them. Like, but now in saying that, like the club, like you start to think, like you know, Dylan Napa, from the understand well, the news story broke only like remember a couple of years ago when he was a hero from someone helping them out. Yeah, only a couple of years ago he lives in Bondi, so you know him being there is it's like he's like a local. What? It's like when the football manager didn't tell Trent Barrett about the crackdown at Magic Weekend until captain's run, even though the rest of the rugby league world knew about it three days earlier. 
Mm, yeah. Or a week and three days earlier. And now we've got players not players and staff not being informed about what the protocols they need to be following. Like, what's going on inside this? Just like someone fifty thousand dollar fine should lose your job over that. Mm, yeah, Most that's... people that cost their company fifty thousand dollars and fines don't have a job. Yeah, but now, now these players got every right to be super pissed. That Dylan Rapp has got to well, whack out five grand. No, like he's not been explained yeah. to. He thinks but he could have at, honestly thought he was doing the right thing, like or having a night out. At the same time, I've got to put a little bit of blame on them. They've got to be a little bit proactive as well, um, and that's why I don't mind the the small fines that have been given to the players. They they should be a little bit proactive and make sure that they're going to be able to do their job. That's mm. another bit of life, right? You've got to make sure that you're going to be fit and ready to do your job no matter what the circumstances are when your job needs you. So there's got to be some, well, not blame, but there's got to be some responsibility there on the players as well. But it's the major issue here is the club. Well, do you feel sorry for Aaron Shop? He just turned 20 ye- uh, yeah. yesterday while the recording, or the, we'll say this week, for those who are listening, whenever they're listening to it. He just turned 20. He's So he's a 19-year-old guy on the night of the event, he's been told by, I don't know, been organised by some someone here, and it doesn't matter who organised it, but you have Dylan Arpa, Corey Waddell, Sione Katoa, who are all old enough. Well, the thing is, you would have thought that out of the group, somebody would have put their hand up and went, oh, the club's told us we're in level one protocols, maybe we should find out what that means. Yeah, because I was going to say... Shrugging your shoulders and going out. So that's what yeah. I mean. It's got to be something. But the likes of Nap, who's played Origin and Grand Final winner, he's been around for a while. Corey mm. Adele's been around for a couple of years now. And so has Katoa. Maybe they not have played them too, might not have played as many top grade games, but they've been around a while. Wakeham and Shop are just boys, realistically. Mm. And if they've, if they've been told, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem, I kind of you know feel more sorry for those two. But anyway. Uh, that's the decision's been made anyway by the NRL, so uh, we'll move on, and that uh, leads us straight to the Canberra Bankstown Bulldogs versus the Manly Seagulls this week, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Bankwest Stadium. Well, it doesn't really matter where the venue is because you're not allowed to come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it does because if it was outside Sydney, you could go. Yeah, if you were outside Sydney. Yeah, if you were outside Sydney, but no, you, you can't go. You're under the lockdown. You've got to watch it from home. So if you don't have Fox Sports. Get KO or get one of them now because you got to you want to watch the Bulldogs play and it's the only way you can watch them play. Um, I want to say it again. I'm super damn pissed. The announcement of the lockdown due to the fact that I said I would not miss last year. I felt like I let the team down missing so many games and it was because <laughs> we weren't even allowed crowds in. And I said this year I will not miss a home game, and I haven't missed a home game, and now I can't go anymore and. Oh, I just well, wish there was a waiver you could sign saying that I give full responsibility to myself if I caught the virus. Quite thankful that uh, the wife and I made the trek out to Bank West for the away game uh, just the other week against the Eels. Even though we lost, um, quite thankful now that we can't go to games that we did actually go to that game well, and not pass up that opportunity. Yeah, well, thanks for that one. Uh, <laughs> but, like, we don't know. Like, we don't know how long this is going to go for. We've got to wait until... The lockdown, well, I suppose we'll find more around that July the 9th mark where the lockdown's meant to be eased, but you get all these conflicting news in uh, stories, so I'll just wait until uh, New South Wales Health make a, makes a call. Yeah. I I would say this is essential travel. 
but apparently, you know, disagreements between one and another. Um, so there's no crowds anyway. Uh, so you got to watch from home. Maybe it might be a good thing, you know, a bit nice and warm, I guess. But I'm hoping Fox Sports have the uh, the silent crowd at the background again. You know, the silent crowd. No, the silent crowd. No, the actual crowd noise. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm pretty sure there's been uh, other sporting events this year that's had no crowds because of different uh, slap lock short-term lockdowns and longer-term lockdowns that they've used the uh, crowd noise for. So I'm sure they will. Um, Have you actually looked into detail on how much the – what they actually do for the players when they walk into the stadium? Oh, yeah. I've seen a few things on it. It's it's hard because they're going from a dirty zone to a clean zone. Yeah, and they spray the – the, the mats and with like spray and wipe or whatever and they they kind of slide themselves through the spray and checked and they spray down the jerseys and oh yeah I don't know if that's I don't know if they always spray down the jerseys I thought that was just because they those New South Wales jerseys travelled up from Sydney on the day of the game oh okay fair enough I but think that's I mean, what, into Brisbane into uh, wasn't a lockdown at the time I'm sure uh, there's additional things anyway but it's just crazy to see some of the the spray on the ground the the temperature check, the yeah, yeah, you know, the masks got walking in and then well, going into sure the. When you walk into it from the dirty zone, you got to take your shoes off and put a clean pair of shoes on to go into the clean zone. It is See, pretty that's full just, on. That's crazy. So I just thought that'd be interesting listening because you kind of think about the COVID protocols and when you think that you go when when you go to a place when originally when the it started being eased last year, you know, you scam the app you might get a temperature check or you have to wear a face mask into a foyer let's say you're going to a restaurant you wear a face mask get your temperature checked greeted you take it seated your face mask comes off and you can because you're in your table yeah yeah but like and you go wow that's yeah that's a bit like you know full on you got someone pointing this at your head and you know this and then if a covid outbreak happens like it did in other parts of australia when the suppliers were doing okay they're like you get bombarded by all these questions. Have you been or have you been in contact with anyone from this place? And you're like, geez, like, you know, you understand why it gets done. But you're like, fuck, I just want to eat food. And then you look at the players, shoes getting clean, the, you know, temperature check. It's just like next level. It's crazy what goes behind the scenes. Sorry, that was my point of that whole <laughs> speech. All right, Saturday, 3 p.m., Bulldogs vs. Manly, Bankless Stadium, the team list. Uh, and I apologise to any of the young players uh, if I get their names wrong, but we'll do our best. At fullback, it's the Melbourne bound. Nick Meaning on the wings, Corey Allen and Tui Katoa. In the centres, Will Hopawati and Debuton. Falakio Manu in the 5'8 position. And I thought this was interesting. Kyle Flanagan back into the squad and Jake Aparillo at halfback. I would have had those two switched numbers, but I don't think it matters too much in the modern day game. But I would have Aparillo 5'8 for Flanagan halfback. Up front, we've got Jack Hedrickton and Luke Thompson. Jeremy Marshall King is in at hooker. In the second row, perhaps a glimpse into the future, Jackson Topoli and Matt Dury. Josh Jackson's the lock. On the bench, another player on debut, Bailey Biondi Odom. Um, really looking forward to seeing this guy have a crack. Love watching him in the under-20s. He's definitely above that level. Uh, didn't mind seeing him have a crack in the uh, in the nines a couple of years ago as well, uh, I've got raps on him that he'll be better than Wakeham at the end of their careers. There you go. Uh, Joe Stimson, Arva Sidham and a fun guy as well on the bench with the other debutant, Chris Patulo, and on the reserves, Lachlan Lewis, Ophihiki Ogden, Renoff Atoni, and Watson Heleta. So it's interesting. Yeah, so we've got a debutant, someone who's not in the, the top 30. Well, there's actually a few actually not in the top 30. 
Um, but like you, you can see the the two jersey flag boys on the bench. Yep. And Amani on the in the center. Manu in the the centers. Good luck to them. Congratulations to all of them. It must be a big week, and uh, maybe you can pay a part of their fines from some of the players for missing this game to get you. No, but. Congrats from um Ducky said disappointing uh, that uh, oh sorry Scotty I was just gonna say disappointing that Trevojevic has been named I was hoping he wasn't gonna play yeah well I was gonna get there but yes a couple I of former agree. Bulldogs Harper and Foran in the team as well for Manly mm, I was gonna yeah I was gonna say some of that I was hoping they would you know put him on ice do they really need especially now with the uh, five players who are out do they really need him <laughs> at all um but yeah can, good luck to the boys congrats to them like now they've got an opportunity out of nowhere. Uh, some of them probably would have thought. Well, I'm guessing all of them probably didn't think they're going to be in the making the top 17 this year. But again, the new, the kind of the rule now—you don't have to be in the top 30 after a certain period of time, which has opened up the door. Yeah, round for, 10, I think it is. Yeah, for the, these three, these three players, it's opened up the door. Like before, they yeah. wouldn't, couldn't make it. But the question I need to ask is: Runoff to among? Oh, sorry, Runoff to Tony. So I apologise, Tony. Ofiki Ogden. Yeah. I'm going to say Dean Britt as well. Yeah. Um, to name a few. I mean, we know Chris Smith is out injured. Uh, Dean Britt played reserves last week. These, yeah. these boys have jumped from 20s into the starting side. Not a question so much around Lachlan Lewis because for me, Lachlan's in cover in case of someone in the halves gets pulled out of the game. Yeah. Um. Lachlan is just not that player who will bring impact off the interchange bench like I I think uh, Bailey can. Yeah, Bailey could probably will slot into hooker for some other game too. So. Yeah, and I feel like he could bring some thing. Like Lachlan just doesn't have that part. Like if you're going to play Lachlan, you play him at the start. You start him at six or seven and he plays the whole game. We won't bring the impact. So I can see where he's playing cover. So he wouldn't feel like, I mean, he probably feels a little bit like he could have maybe covered a bench spot. But... Or potentially, yeah, so, so, yeah. but the the main ones are those forwards I mentioned. Dean Britt, Chris, yeah. How did Chris Patolo uh, get a start over Octahiki Ogden, Renoff Otani, and Dean Britt? Mm. Uh, interesting, yeah. isn't it? Have Ogden and Otani's cards been marked by Barrett? Well, if that's the seventeen that runs out, you have to say yes. Unless if there's a late change, you wouldn't think so. I thought perhaps that Ogden or Otani might come in for Patolo, but. Um, well, I hope that's how you pronounce it. But uh, apologies if it's incorrect. But uh, you couldn't do that to the kid, could you? Put him in no, a 17, no. make your debut this weekend, and then hour before kickoff, uh, change it, although he would know beforehand. Uh, so surely that's the 17 that runs out. Um, the only thing. What, yeah, so does that mean? And I think, isn't Otoni and Ogden both off contract? Yes. So there you go. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Well, you... Dean Britt's gone. Well, at least you've been selected in the 21. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Like, at least you've got a chance. I, like, they're not going to, they're not going to, the only way they're changing the bench, and I'm saying this, like, excluding injury, of course, leading up to this, or another COVID breach proper player, the only way they're changing that interchange bench is if Joe Stimson gets removed. Yeah. For a potential, like, and the reason I'm saying that is, Barrett's named Patolo on the interchange bench. Someone who's played, uh, he's played Fleg in mm. the in the forwards, straight in at number seventeen. Yeah, well, he, um, he might only get ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, he won't get yeah. massive game time, but 
you know, straight into 17. So you all week, you know, your name's in the 17, you know, just straight in there. And uh, Bailey Bondi, uh, is it Odo? 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 Yes, I do apologize to Thayer. The Young name's the Odo, I think. Yeah. Him, another young fella in um, number 14. I thought possibly you could have named them in the reserve list and said, hey, guys, you're actually playing this week. Mm. And be like, yeah, you're playing this week, but to keep the attention off you. And hopefully... Uh, I think you could do that with one. The debutant, we have three. It becomes a bit harder. Yeah, I, I kind of like that he's put them all in, said, you boys are playing, now let's go, let's go do it sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. But I hope, like last year, Jake Avrilo, if everyone remembers when he made his debut, that was the round two game against North Queensland Cowboys at Stadium Australia, where the first ever game of NRL was played behind closed doors. Jake Avrilo's parents were able to attend that event yep. because some Bulldogs executives gave away their pass to the game so they could actually sit very, very much socially distanced, very much so at Stadium Australia, yeah, so they can yeah. watch that game. They I'm only hoping. Well. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, they won't last these... the whole time. So hopefully, these three players can have their family. yeah, their family, or at least one member from their family. Yeah, because the jersey presentation again will be scrapped unless it's like via Skype or something. Which oh, they'll takes do. A bit of... They'll do something, but with uh, the players, but players yeah, will giving it to players. Like, but like yeah. having the family, like you've seen well, Aaron Schott give it to Biondiodo and Thompson to Patolo. And then But you saw Aaron the next least experience. <laughs> Aaron Shop here. Yeah. Aaron Shop had his jersey present presented by Trent Barrett and his father. Yeah, it was really and nice. had that really cool story. And you saw Morgan Harper's again a couple of years ago from like family members and Jay Nockenbaugh and stuff like that being given from family or someone like, you know, really influential in their life. That might be, could still kind of happen in a, a virtual way, I guess. So they could make a speech on thing. But, you know, the personal touch is taken away. I would hate to see, you know, with a full stadium, what's not going no one in the crowd, I'd hate to see this pandemic. Uh, not have their family or at least one member of their family not be able to attend the match and sit, even if they sit on three different ends. You know, you've got the corporate boxes on one end, you can put one behind the post, one behind the post, and one on the side there. Very much socially distanced away from each other. I would hate for them, like, to miss this amazing event of their, like, you know, child, child or family friend, or whatever life. So I hope we can see someone out there for them. Agreed. And finally, can we actually win this game against the Seals? <sighs> we three debutants. If Trubovich plays, no. At least Tom. changes. Yeah. Tom Trubovich plays now. Uh, I have to agree. I think it's almost how long he. How long, it doesn't matter how long he plays. If he gets an early mark or whatever, but it's. I reckon it's almost up to Tom Trubovich and how much they win by. Does he win mm. win by like? I reckon at minimum they'll win by sixteen. But if he wants to really put 40 on us or 50 on us, if he's in that type of mood to do that, I think he could single-handedly... Like he's just de destroying teams. Like I think he's lost two games since he's returned this year, and even against the Panthers, he put a bit of a scare on them all by himself. So you saw what he did against the Titans. He let them oh. think they had a comfortable lead and just gave himself a challenge in the second half. 
Yeah, that was like watching nines or sevens, wasn't it? Jeez. Yeah, it just kept going through. And I'm thinking for these guys on debut, you know, you got one of the probably the best fullback. Uh, and I think now if, uh, well, the current best fullback, now if uh, Nathan Cleary out for a couple of weeks, I think you might see a Daily M winner running around, if he can hold, if he can stay fit himself, of course, <laughs> running around um, at Bank West. So it's going to be a massive task. Um, but hey, they're, they're young. Some of the players are young. Uh, they're excited to be there. You know, they might not be, you know, too worried about what Tom Dravojevic can do because he's now expected to run through the Bulldogs even more. Yeah, Dravojevic's form, it's like the only comparison would be... Um... Jared Hayne, when he had that run, took Parramatta all the way to the grand yeah. final. Terry Capizzi's run that one season where he... Oh, 2011, yeah. No one could touch him. Um, those type of runs, they're very few and far between, aren't they? So I think Travojevic is entering that territory. He could pull him into mainly to a grand final by himself if he stays fit. Yeah, I agree. Like He's mm. made the competition between Penner of Melbourne and you have kind of like South if they want to turn up. Mm. And then that's like the three teams, and then Manly's kind of coming up, even though they're not in the top four. Like, wouldn't write off, wouldn't write off the Roosters yet. They're getting some players back as well. Mm, that's they've true. Lost a few to retirement, but if they get those players back <laughs> for four weeks before finals, sorry, just funny how you lost a few to retirement. You don't really hear that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a funny situation, mate. <laughs> no, it's not funny, and it's sad that these people had to cut their careers. Lost three players to retirement this year. Sure, but you don't usually hear that, like, you know, like, one, usually a year kind of happens, and you're like, this is so sad, and one club has been hit with three of them. Anyway, we'll move on, because we're going away from the Bulldogs. We're doing a bit of a lower-grade watch. This one's going to be a little bit quicker, because just like the NRL... Hey, nothing on. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Uh, wait, there's no jersey, no reserve grade this week? No. Well, when has that been canned? <laughs> like five days ago. It's all Sydney-based New South Wales rugby league competition has been suspended for two weeks. Oh, I went and on the every, website. Every team will receive a COVID draw one point each. On oh. the competition table. I was just on the website. So you, you've only look at, you're only looking at the draw, aren't you? You haven't looked at anything else. No, I looked at their website. There was nothing on it this, when I was no. looking tonight. And then I looked at the thing. When they did it last year, they quickly put the lines through the game saying, yeah, this no. is done. And this now they said it was still going ahead. The only New South Wales rugby league competition going at the moment is the Newcastle one. Interesting. Well, they could have updated the bloody website. <laughs> I knew there was no team list, but I thought they were still trying to finalise if the top 30 could play. So how long is the... New South Wales Rugby League would like to advise that most major and community competitions across Greater Sydney Region, Sydney Central Coast, Wollongong, Blue Mountains and Shell Harbour areas will be cancelled for the next two weeks in line with the current New South Wales Public Health Order to July 9. Uh, the small suspension of competition under the current stay-at-home orders will see all clubs involved in affected major competition matches receiving one point for a draw, and in brackets, COVID draw. That is bullcrap because we had Blacktown workers, which we as the New South Cup. That's <laughs> a gimme win for the Mounties. <laughs> well, that just cut that segment short. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, well, they could have updated their website. But, uh, I thought they might have been able to get away with that. No, no. Well, we have to go to Old Dog then, I guess. <laughs> Move on to Old Dog. Let's go. Well, this week, uh, you know, it's finally back, Old Dog, after a week off. And I say finally because 
Uh, we're going to uh, pick a player that you've guessed before the even show even actually started, and that is uh, Trent Hodkinson, the former... He started his career at the Manly Seagulls before coming to the Bulldogs, and I think playing his better football without, you know, sounding... Yeah, he plays best football at the Bulldogs. Like, uh, bias. Five years at the club. Two years at Newcastle, year at Cronulla, and then finished his career off back at the... Uh, the Seagulls. Manly Seagulls. But, mate, I remember um, watching Trent Hawkinson play Jersey Flake for Parramatta Eels. I remember yes. watching it with you, and yes. I actually said to you, that guy will play NRL. It'll be a um, an elite player one day. And he made Origin, so I'm claiming that one. I was actually going to say, talk it up a bit and say he's going to score the series-winning try <laughs> in Origin, uh, which he did do my Michael Clark rugby league moment. Yeah. If people yeah. don't know, we're watching a game of cricket when Michael Clark was unknown. And I said to yourself, he will be a legend one day. And off he went. Okay. Captain his country. By yes, the way. He did. So, but yes, yeah, so Trent Hodkinson, not Michael Clark. Uh, <laughs> he played, like you said, he, he had the 38 games for Manly. That was two stints. He played that first year. Actually, a Manly fan as a, uh, as a child, if you listen to some you know podcasts that he's actually been on. Um, then coming to Canterbury. Great signing, replaced uh, Brett Kamali, uh, which was, you know, big shoes to fill. I thought Brett Kamali, you know, only short stint at the Bulldogs, Brett, but, uh, you know, coming in to replace a former Origin player and a being a, someone in your second year top grade, you know, coming to the Canterbury, you know, played Origin in 2014 with his good mate Josh Reynolds, you know, came with Chris, Chris Keating as well with those likes of players. I think mm-hmm. that was the uh, drawing card for those who don't know, Hodko and Chris Keating are very close. Uh, but then uh, Hodko found Reynolds as well whilst at the club. That was another like bromance type yep. of thing going on between them two. Um, played in two grand finals. Yeah, played in two grand finals. Captained, co-captained the grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Michael Ennis, unfortunately, was out, he co-captained with uh, James Graham. Uh, then he went to Newcastle. Figs went downhill quickly. Yes, and he went downhill. And again, if you listen to a podcast, he doesn't like to name the coach, but he very specifically gives you a clear picture on who he's talking about. Because uh, he was signed uh, not by Nathan Brown. He was made... <laughs> Just go ahead and name the coach. <laughs> well, it's not hard. He had a falling out of Nathan Brown, and there's you know, stories out of him on the horoscope. Isn't that, that one? interesting? He had a falling out of Nathan Brown, now works at the club, was the head coach's Trent Barrett. <laughs> well, this is interesting too. Yeah, for those who haven't... Uh, been out to any games this year if it's COVID related or just haven't been able to get to a football match this year. Hodko, you'd see every second week uh, helping Steve Allen with the uh, microphone duties at the mm. game. Also, Sammy Parrott is the other week. So you've seen Hodko around. Maybe that's the connection. Maybe uh, apart from playing for the actual Bulldogs, Trent Hodkinson, he wanted to return because of the the relationship with Trent Barrett. Yeah. The equal that's- hatred. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, if you use the year 2000 as a marker for the modern era, um, I think Trent Hodkinson is probably the second best halfback the club's had. Yeah, I think, actually, no doubt. And, you know, he could have actually, with his knee injuries, he could have definitely pushed and, you know, 
Well, he would have had a much longer career, much more successful career if it wasn't for injury. So that's that's the downer on his career, unfortunately. Because he played 92 games for the Bulldogs, but there was a big stint where he missed a big chunk of football. And then he had to come through reserve grade and play off the interchange bench to ease himself back in. But like you said, look, if you use the 2008, he's definitely the second best halfback I think the Bulldogs have had. Well, at least long-term one. But yeah, if he, no injuries and stuff like that, um, could he go on? And beat Brent Schoen as the best halfback, if no injuries. He definitely had the um, the talent to. Uh, they both were very good halfbacks, but you guess you just never know, unfortunately, you know, the way his career had to end, unfortunately. I mean, in a nice way, he kind of went back to Manly before it all came to an end. Um, but the reason uh, we picked him as well, because he's the, um, you know, he's proud to be a Bulldog now. He works for the club. Um he looks good. He looks younger. He? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, probably the, you got to touch on that. Um, probably more that try that deciding match. It's the only series that New South Wales won yeah. in that run of eleven or twelve years. Yeah, because Queensland went eleven out of twelve, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the only one year that New South Wales won the Hards were Hodgkinson and Reynolds, and the following year they got rid of them. Well, they got rid of Hodgkinson. Kept Reynolds. No, like, no, they got rid of Reynolds. Hodgkinson was there with someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the dummy, the show and go, he got Cherry Evans. That would have been how no, but how sweet of the moment, right? Like Hodgkinson was tagged like you know, long term halfback for Manly, had that really good year. Oh yeah. And he goes off to Canterbury, Cherry Evans gets put in. Cherry Evans is, you know, doing really well in reserve grade. They chuck him into top grade. He has a really good year, and for some reason people are trying to get Cherry Evans to the Queensland side. I think more New South Olshman were trying to do that to get rid of Cherry Evans's tears on Sunday night made the win that much sweeter. Yeah, um, that's what Hodkinson did say, I think. After. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the... I don't know, like, it was a bit... Like, you know, the Cherry Evans comes in and has a really good year, and then people, you know, Manly fans, you know, Hodkinson, like, who? Like, you know, yeah, glad he's gone. That's what Manly fans were kind of saying. But Hodkinson throw that dummy, and he sold it against Cherry Evans. He went for it and went straight through the gap that Cherry Evans to win the match. You know, and kick the goal, win the series, would have felt so much like sweeter. Um, Queensland players can say that Kronk wasn't available because he broke his arm. Yes, that's true, but you know, play for what you got. And I thought the Queensland side was probably a better one on paper anyway. But Hodko was able to get the job done with his uh, good friend Josh Reynolds. So, what a career! Um, could have been a lot longer. Unfortunately, it Unfortunately for him, it wasn't. But uh, saying that, he looks like you said, very, very looks very good now. Hey, eh? he looks like he could be the he should be modelling all our stuff on the big screen at home games when they try to put a sale on. Yeah, he's found a fountain of youth. Um, he looks stress free now, so it's really good to see. And it's great to see him back at games. And mm. you know, he looks he, he looks so much better in the blue and white than he ever did in any of those other colours he wore. So uh, he's your old dog this week. Um, yeah, so. If, uh, Find us on Twitter at NRL Bulldogs fans. Uh, get us on Instagram at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Facebook at uh, just NRL Bulldogs fans podcast. Our email is nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com. That's how you get in touch with us. If, you, if it's just a genuine question about the club, we'll help out as much as we can. If there's anything you want added to the podcast or shared over social media, that's all of them there. That's how you get in touch with us. And uh, yes, and hopefully, you know, you guys stay safe during this lockdown and uh, enjoy the footy. It's back on, the NRL's back on this week.